Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Mario Tomic on the line. Mario, how are you? I'm doing great. Nice to be here. Great to have you here. You do some amazing work in the mental health and fitness space. So I want to share with the audience a little bit about you and we'll dive right into the conversation. Awesome. Yeah, as I said, uh, great to be here. I run a company that's focused on fitness and personal development coaching. We primarily work with entrepreneurs, though we do have lots of busy professionals, uh, lots of clients from Silicon Valley, uh, general companies you'd know, Apple, Amazon, um, Intel, you know, general Microsoft. Um, in general, we focus on a very busy demographic. People have a lot of things going on, spinning multiple plates, and we help them create a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. Because if you pursue success in one area, and typically when we're talking here, we're referring to financial success, there are a lot of things that get sacrificed along the way. So we've noticed over the years is that that is a very underserved demographic because a lot of the fitness advice out there was very focused on younger individuals in their early 20s, how to get as strong as possible, how to maximize your beach body gains or whatnot. But then when you enter your 30s, 40s, 50s, you start realizing that balance is hard. Balance is very difficult. And that's really been my focus over the years is how to enable that superstar business person to also have a great body and great health and also be consistent with that routine that enables them to perform at their best. Because at some point, even if you're an entrepreneur, their health becomes the limit factor for why their business starts to struggle. And that could be uh, having health issues or generally not being able to keep up, energy levels dip, uh, poor sleep, not enough exercise, food choices are not good. So we've just seen a lot of parallels. Um, and for a lot of our clients, I'm happy to report, it, it's sort of they, they've come in this mindset of they want that long-term change. So we've really been focused on people that want to live that healthy lifestyle long-term rather than all this you know, diet, weight loss world out there where a lot of people are coming from. So this has been the primary focus. I haven't always started, obviously. And, and for me, as a, initially as an early entrepreneur, I was also looking, okay, what's the niche that I want to serve? And then eventually as, as an entrepreneur myself, I realized this is really the demographic that I can add the most value. And I started actually as a software engineer back in the day. So I also realized that in this demographic, people are really tend to think analytically, they're data-driven, they love the KPIs, the metrics, they, they want that certainty, they want that performance, but at the same time, they want that consistency. So we've been able to mix all of that into a model that that works really well, and, and I'm obviously happy to share more about that. That's amazing work that you do and, and critical work because entrepreneurs, small business owners, C-suite executives, everybody in between, many of them work very long hours, which tends to be office-based, which tends to be at a desk or a conference room table, maybe some walking around a little bit. Now, during this pandemic, there's been a lot less of that. So it's been even more imperative for these individuals to make sure that they factor in some physical activity, even when the gyms were closed and everything was in lockdown. It's like, look for opportunities to do some things because as you said, as we get older, then you know, our bodies need you know different, obviously, nutrients, uh, different types of exercise routines, all of these things that you've discovered and you help people with. And the key thing of it is, and you mentioned you know the balance, and I'm a big fan of work-life harmony and harmony as a whole, because 
there are so many different things that are part of our life. You've got family, you've got health, you've got work, you've got other things as well. And those things need to work together. Um, and I've seen it, you've seen it, you know, I had it in my own personal journey, you know, many, many years ago where I was neglecting my physical health, which of course impacted my mental health, which impacted my physical health again and had a real rough year of health issues and job loss and all kinds of other things. Rebounded from that going, okay, I need to do something different because that certainly didn't work out well. And completely changed my life. And now my life is so much better. And I, I find, especially with physical activity and, you know, really setting yourself up for success. And that's the thing. It's like a lot of, and I know you hear this a lot, especially with probably new clients where they say, well, I don't have time because I'm working so much. But the thing of it is, if you dedicate some time for the physical activity for your own body to make you healthier, you're going to be happier and you're going to be more productive, so you're going to be able to accomplish more by adding this into your routine. Uh, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. You're absolutely correct. Um, at some point, I mean, we all like to work in our careers. We all like to work in our businesses, and we enjoy the process. And that's the thing that it can almost be sort of this addictive, never-ending, positive feedback loop, you know, working hard, you're seeing the fruit of your labor, you get credit for your work, you get all that positivity, that validation, your team is happy, you're happy that you're moving forward. But then at the same time, we fail to realize that we might be getting that one area of life, which is financial from five out of 10 to seven out of 10 to 10 out of 10. Well, at the same time, maybe your family is not really that happy with that. Maybe then your body's not happy that your body kind of stays at a two out of 10. So eventually you have to rebalance things. Now, what do you uh, do that before things get really serious? Like, for example, what you mentioned is you've kind of had that early warning, which luckily wasn't extremely serious. But for a lot of people, they kind of wake up to this fact too late, and then it actually becomes very difficult. You might end up with some really big chronic issues. Um, and certainly there's at the end of the day, there's no excuse. I mean, uh, you have this one body and um, you're kind of burning through it. If you're burning candle on both ends, you're going to eventually end up in trouble. Um, I've seen a lot of uh, clients over the years is it, it does boil down to really learning to enjoy fitness as you do it, learn to enjoy working on your career and your business and every other thing. It's It's a matter of not feeling like it's something you have to do, but it's something you really want to do for yourself. It's almost like a reward. And in general, we know from the scientific literature, if you look at productivity research, it's not necessarily uh, just about the amount of hours you can do, but really how are how productive are you? How much time are you doing that is inflow, that, that is real work, that it's deep work? And if you combine a routine that is mentally intense with a routine that's also physically intense for a couple of bouts, you don't really need to do, you know, 10 workouts a week. Most of my clients are in three to four sessions. They found that those sessions actually give them that mental relief that they need. So when they go back into their work, they're way more creative. They're solving problems at a much higher level. Because at some point in your career, in your business, you will realize that the sheer amount of you know hard work doesn't generate any more leverage. So leverage is no longer there. Now the leverage is somewhere else and you have to discover where that leverage point is. So you have to work smarter rather than just harder. And difference between 60 hours a week and 80 hours a week is literally just you sacrificing your health. There's no difference in the gain in the business side of things or the gain in the career or the promotions or any other life quality differences. You just end up 
losing instead of winning more. While if you made that 60 hours extremely productive and really focused on and then spend the extra 20 on yourself and your family, work on your mental health, physical health, you'll get way more out of the work hours that you get, but you also have the other side of things sorted out. And ultimately, what's your goal? Is your goal to have a happy life and a good life and a nice little set up that's sustainable long-term where you can be on this planet and enjoy the fruits of your labor? Or are you kind of hiding uh, behind, you know, I'm, I'm quote unquote, working hard. I don't have time for anything. You're being very reactive. Are you hiding in that space, avoiding facing some of the things that need to be handled? Because we all, as humans, we like to do things that we're good at. So if you're already good at something, it's likely that you're going to keep doing that one thing. Instead of getting out of your comfort zone and, and learning new skills and things that are important, but you know, are hard to get started with and are hard to break into, especially nutrition and, and exercise. Nutrition more than exercise for most people is, is sort of this zone where there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of information overload. There's vagueness. They, they don't have that level of certainty. So they feel like if I put in 10 hours into nutrition, I'm not going to get the return. And I would rather just put those 10 hours more into business or career, or do, do this other stuff like networking rather than just me spending and learning in here. And I think there's that barrier of entry uh, for a lot of entrepreneurs and professionals to get into this. Uh, they don't necessarily see it initially as the return investment as they're used to their time being as you know, clearly getting that ROI. But obviously that's a very short sighted view of, of the whole thing where the long term is very different compared to the short term. Agreed. And you had mentioned something between you know the 80 hours and 60 hours kind of thing. And I don't know if you saw this or not, but recently the World Health Organization, which of course, you know, over the last couple of years, their focus has been pretty much on the COVID-19 pandemic, but they released uh, some results from a study uh, from data from 2016 that indicated globally around 750,000 people die every year of either heart disease or stroke if they work more than 55 hours a week. Now, that's, that's a really alarming statistic. Now, it gets into the granular side of things, but I would all but guarantee that in that number, the majority of those people are not getting any physical activity whatsoever or very little. And nutrition, they're making bad choices instead of eating foods that are right for them. They're ordering foods that get handed through you a window in a brown bag kind of situation. And that obviously takes a toll on people. And I completely agree with you. Those people that are working 80-hour weeks aren't getting any further along than somebody that's working 50 hours or 40 hours, because those people that are working 40 that are really successful, when they're working those 40 hours, they are spot on the best that they can possibly be because they're taking care of themselves mentally and physically, which creates the opportunity where they can be fine-tuned and look and go right to where they need to go instead of you know, being scatterbrained and, and, and foggy and not feeling good and lethargic and needing that 2 p.m. caffeine hit and all the other things that we see time and time and time again. It's because they're not taking care of themselves. And if you take care of yourself, boy, oh boy, and the impact you can have on every aspect of your life is going to be so much better. And you see that. And I'm sure you enjoy seeing the results of somebody that comes to you that is in that I'm working 80 hours and not getting anything done to working less than 60 hours. And wow, their life has completely been transformed. I'm, I'm sure you absolutely 
enjoy the heck out of that. Absolutely. And there's some really counterintuitive thoughts here. You would imagine that being on point with your exercise, your nutrition, everything else would take you more time, would take you more effort, would take a tremendous amount of motivation and discipline. That's ultimately where a lot of people are coming from when they're starting. They think I'm going to have to motivate myself continuously, go on Instagram, browse the post, go on YouTube, hype myself up, get a personal trainer to beat me to the, to the gym and um, get, get me to you know, do some hard workouts, yell at me or whatever. But being on point and not being on point ultimately is almost the same amount of difficulty as long as you actually turn it eventually into a habit, which we are all slaves to our habits. As humans, we, we run an autopilot 90% of our decisions day to day are pretty much uh, automatic. We don't really have much choice. We do have obviously our conscious minds and we can set goals, we can make plans, but unless you're coming from a framework of really rebuilding your habits, you're forever going to be stuck in that motivation discipline loop where you're motivated for a certain amount of time, you do it for a month or two, and then eventually motivation phase out as it does with anything once that initial honeymoon phase is over. And then you have to use your discipline, obviously, to bridge that gap that's what's going to get you to keep acting. But even discipline is limited because you're depleting your willpower. And that's where at that point, you're also going to run out of it. And you also have this now level of competing commitments where willpower is being depleted from your work. It's being depleted from other things you want to do. And then it's also fitness and health. Eventually you run out and then there's more and more inconsistency. And eventually you just fall off track completely or fall off track as soon as there's a first obstacle, which for a lot of us, Sir said this black and white thinking as soon as you know one little cookie came in, the diet is over. Let me just you know scratch the whole weekend. I'm gonna start on Monday, or some other self-licensing patterns that we do to ourselves. And we fail to realize that if we do the work and if we focus on habit building and as a systems approach to this, creating good routines, making it easy to stay on track, that this does eventually become as effortless as it is to eat unhealthy. And at some point, and I get these questions a lot, you know, Mario, how can you stay so disciplined? How can you be so motivated? Well, the truth is I'm not disciplined or motivated at all with the fitness side of things in my life because it just became a part of my identity. It's who I am. Habits are just naturally flowing. It's as easy as brushing your teeth. I'm just eating healthy. I have the right foods in my house. And I mean, for me, staying on track, it's harder for me to actually eat unhealthy because I wouldn't have access to it and I don't have those foods in there. My palate is different. Uh, it's uh, something that doesn't make me feel good. If I just go into a food coma, I, I realize I'm just going to suck on my next couple of appointments. I'm not going to be snappy. I'm not going to be as focused with my team. Things are just not going to work out. So for me, I'm kind of aligning all the incentives and the habits to keep me at that level. And I think that is giving sort of that light at the end of the tunnel for a lot of people because they feel like if they go on this journey, it's going to be a never-ending grind where it's a constant battle between uh, pushing on one end, trying to overindulge and trying to enjoy life and do all these things. And then on the other end, it's zero enjoyment, monk mode. You have to cut everything out. The reality is that your life it is a set of habits. And if you change your habits in one direction, those habits just automatically work for you and your brain just gets used to that system. And then that becomes a new default and deviating from it becomes harder. It's harder not to go to the gym at some point than it is. You, you really feel it. You feel the need to go there and you, you feel that that body really craves that type of activity or taking a walk, getting to bed on time. If I get less than eight hours of sleep, I don't function as well. 
And I'm not saying that you can't function at seven, but at eight, you're functioning way better. If I'm training really hard, I might get an eight and a half hours. And most people might think, well, it's your career, it's your profession, you're making YouTube videos about fitness. But I'm an entrepreneur. I mean, I live my life most of the time. I'm working, helping my clients, working with my team. And my hours are you know, 10 to 12 hours of work a day. So the way I'm thinking about it as well is I sometimes barely, quote unquote, get to the gym, but I still make sure that I'm showing up in consistency because I feel like my body wants it. My body needs it. I've trained it to want it and need it. And we have to go back to that framework that we're the kind of creature that's either use it or lose it. And we are also trainable. We have that neural plasticity. You can become good at pretty much anything. That's the beauty about being human. You can really get to a decent level of anything. I mean, you might not be the next you know, LeBron James if you're not you know, born with the genetics and you haven't picked the right parents, but you can get pretty good at some of the general things like eating healthy, being fit, being in a healthy body fat percentage, taking care of your sleep, taking care of your patterns of when to eat, how to eat, how to which foods to focus on. So all these things you can get good at, they're all skills that once you build, they stay with you. So automatically, the, the better you are at them, the easier it gets to stick with this. So I think that would give, at least if someone is looking at this and they don't want to get started, there is that light in the tunnel to a point where you can actually get to this level where it's easier to maintain it. And I think that's ultimately the goal of everybody. It's not to become a professional bodybuilder suddenly. It's really to live a healthy lifestyle and put it to a level that now it does support everything else, but it doesn't take over your entire life. And that's at least from a conversation with my clients that I've seen most of the time. It's They're just looking for a nice lean athletic physique, being able to go do some hikes with their kids, being able to do some interesting things. They're not really looking to get it to a level where it's a professional level, but they also want to be the best they can be across the board in that balanced state, in that balanced lifestyle that they have. So I've, I've seen habit building to be really the, the only way out uh, of the whole discipline um, motivation game. And you know, activity and exercise and proper nutrition is fueling yourself to feel good. I know a lot of people say, yeah, but I like this type of food or this. And I'm like, well, you know, eventually, and this is something that I learned with myself because I've got a few food intolerances and was tested on them to confirm the reality of it. And I said, okay, as much as I like what that tastes like, I like feeling better much more than the sensation of the instant, okay, I like eating that. And when you eliminate those things, for me, I felt a lot better. Now it's to the point where I'm like, I don't want to go near that because I know what I'll feel like. Uh, I'll be lethargic. I may have some stomach discomfort. Who knows for me? And that's, that's just you know a couple different types of foods. So I know that. I'm like, I'm not eating that. And with you, it's like, okay, my fridge, pantry, it's all foods that are good for me and healthy. And I and learned how to cook a few years ago. So, and that gives me the creativity. It's like, well, let me try this. Let me try this recipe. Let's do this. And it, it became a habit going, okay, let's, let's experiment some things. If it blows up, well, I've got other things I can make pretty quick and, you know, and then not suffer from it. But it, it gives that. And I think this is something you probably do with your clients as well create a bit of a curiosity within them or you know they become curious and okay yes i'm coming to you i want to become leaner and do this and go on hikes with my kids and all that stuff but once they start doing that they probably start recognizing wait a minute you know what i feel so great on this what's the next level 
you know, what could I do a little bit more on this that would give me an additional leg up? Because they see and they, it becomes like, I'm, you know, I want to call it an addiction, but it's like they get excited. Like, I want to, I want to do that next. So, you know, and I'm sure you, you see a ton of people that do that. Yeah, absolutely. I see that that positive feedback loop uh, definitely has that ripple effect. Uh, once you're in the best shape of your life and you're in your 50s, suddenly you look better than you looked in your 20s and you look around, you realize that you're in an exceptional place. You're proud of your achievement. You're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for anybody else. And I do have quite a lot of clients that come to me that are looking for that next level. They've done it for a while. They've been into fitness. They work with some PTs. They've gotten themselves to a relatively good level. So they're in good shape, but they want to see, can I take this above average? How can I really get through that mediocre level to something that's exceptional and just be that role model, be that example for what's possible in the community around me, be the leader that I'm meant to be? Because we all, I mean, at some point in our lives, we, we kind of have to make a choice. Do you want to be the best you can be, or do you want to settle in certain areas? And it's nothing wrong with settling in certain areas if they're not a priority, if they're not an enjoyable thing. But uh, if you have that gift, I would call it, where you feel like there's some internal accountability and there's some kind of fire in, inside or some kind of whatever voice you want to call it, that it's telling you, look, you can be better, you can do more, and you just need the, a better system, you need more accountability, you need to push through why settle for average when you can do more? I mean, you got one life at the end of the day. Why not make the most out of it? When I see some of my clients, their 60s, knocking out 12 pull-ups with good form and taking off their shirts with abs, and they look better than most 25-year-olds that I know, I mean, I'm getting very motivated by that. And fact is, I mean, I'm in pretty good shape. And then not only that, but suddenly their employees, their their families are all held to a higher standard. I mean, they're seeing, okay, it's actually possible and we got a living superhero in our lives. So let, let's all step our game up and let's try to you know, do better. And if you're that type of person, this is not everybody. I'm, I'm not saying that everybody can do this, but if you're that type of person, if you have that mentality, if you have that philosophy, uh, your efforts will not go to waste. It's not even just for yourself. You will start seeing people around you change. You will start pe seeing people around you uh, just try to be better automatically. And I think that's, one part of leadership is always to be that role model, be that example. And that is you know, only so much you can do with talking. It's about actually putting in the work and going through something that's hard and tough and coming at it in the end. Your end. And it is really about, at the end of the day, I always come back to balance, uh, especially with food. A lot of people kind of consider it food is fuel. Then for most other people, food is entertainment. It can also be a way to deal with work stress. It can be a lot of different things with food, same for training, same for all the other habits. And we have to re-examine how many of these things are we using as coping mechanisms to deal with stress, deal with life obstacles, because everybody can be in shape if there's no obstacles. But at the end of the day, it's about how do you deal with the things that are hard and things that life throws at you. And I found that with some of my clients, at least at the end of the day, it's, it's really been about giving them contingencies and actually planning for those situations that would normally fall off. Maybe it's a holiday, maybe it's the you know, people coming to visit on a weekend, maybe it's some other thing like that. And creating specific plans for serious situations so they have that automatic algorithm for making decisions tends to actually help them be consistent and tends to resolve some of those pitfalls that they normally repeated. And they might have not even been aware of that. So over the years, I've definitely noticed that consistency is ultimately the 
the main factor, once you've dialed that in, then you can layer on top all these more complex scientifically backed ways to optimize nutrition, specific food choices, timing of the meals, macronutrients, caloric intake. With training, you can optimize the exact exercises, progressive overload, different systems in place. But once you have that consistency dialed in, so my big focus has always been Yes, let's do the programming stuff. Let's do that really well. But let's also teach you how to be consistent. Let's teach you how to endure, how to be adaptable, how to not fall for perfectionism or these other mental traps or good isn't, you know, good is um, sort of the enemy of great. A lot of people will get to a certain level and then get overconfident too soon before they actually create a real lasting change. Because habits take time. I mean, all this takes time. I, I think a lot of us. Initially, even when I started, I was thinking about it. Oh, I'm just going to do this for three to four months. I'm going to get myself in good shape, do the summer thing, and then I'm going to you know, go back to whatever I did before. And then I realized, well, it's use it or lose it. If I stop doing this, if I stop living this lifestyle, I'm going to get go back to where I previously was. And I was overweight at some point, about 45 pounds. And um, it took a long time to get rid of that weight, a lot longer than I thought it would. And then I realized, wow, okay, I got to, in order for me to keep this weight off, I, I got to keep doing and living the lifestyle that I've created now. And I, th I think that really what it boils down to is learning consistency. At the end of the day, that's your superpower. And you're going to be unstoppable if you can do that. And everything else, it just becomes much easier from there. This leadership goal, leadership of your life and taking care of yourself and every aspect of it will cr create the opportunities for you to be able to be the person you want to be and be uh, you know, a shining beacon for everyone around you. So Mario, I've loved this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and all this amazing work you're doing? Uh, the best place would be to check out my YouTube channel. I talk a lot about tactical and strategical things there. It's about exercise, nutrition, walking more, sleep, all the little things there, psychology as well of making this change. So YouTube, if you just type in Mario Tomic or uh, even Mario Fitness, I think it's probably the biggest channel there. And then on the website, uh, which is TOMIC.com, I do have some training there, some client results where you can see what's possible. We, we got a bunch of you know, philosophy up there, our mission and what we stand for, core values, which if you align with that, I I think you'd really appreciate the, the, the angles and the content that is produced. It is coming from that uh, perspective of that long-term uh, change. That's awesome. I'll definitely have that in the show notes and highly encourage everybody to subscribe to your YouTube channel. There's some amazing content on there. A ton of it, people, a ton. You'll, you'll, get, you'll get lost in all of it, but it's all great stuff. So Mario, thank you again for your time today and for all this amazing work that you're doing. I appreciate it. It was a pleasure being here. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of The Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.